Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. to the Transfer Window podcast. I'm Henry McRae and I'm here with uh, the man with his finger on the pulse of the European football transfer scene. That's Duncan Castles. Um, Duncan's had a big story today uh, on the ongoing uh, dealings for the signature of Kylian Mbappé of Monaco. Um, involves some big clubs including Paris Saint-Germain, Real Madrid and uh, the uh, free-spending Manchester City. And it also seems to have some consequences for uh, Barcelona as well. So, um, Duncan, what's the latest on this transfer today? The latest is that the three clubs you mentioned are all willing to spend 180 million euros um, for the signature of Mbappe, which is, I think, uh, an indicator of the the inflation, another sign of the inflation we've seen in this summer's um, transfer window. um, it was back in April that um, Mbappe, when he was tearing apart defences in the Champions League, um, his price had, had uh, inflated then to 130 million euros, which at the time seemed absurd for uh, an 18-year-old, even an 18-year-old of his talent, um, because it would take it well over the, the fee Manchester United paid for Paul Pogba last summer. But here we are, what, three months later? And um, 180 million straight up, no conditional payments, is what Monaco are being offered um, for the best teenager in football, but still just a teenager. So, if we take the clubs, uh, we go through where he's likely to go. Um, I suppose we should start with the uh, the biggest uh, fish in the pond, and that would be Real Madrid. Um, what's the latest on on their efforts? Yeah, well, the information I have is that Real Madrid are ahead at the moment. Um, essentially, Monaco don't want to sell to Paris Saint-Germain um, for the obvious reason they don't want to sell to a direct domestic competitor. So PSG are, are in third place as things stand. Real Madrid are at the head of the queue, but Manchester City have um, an important advantage in the Pep Guardiola has driven their pursuit of Mbappe um, and gone to the lengths of, of meeting Mbappe in person to assess his interest in moving to the club. And also, this is something Guardiola does with the majority of his transfers. He likes to meet a candidate for himself to judge whether he's the right person to bring into his team. So Guardiola's done the groundwork there, um, is extremely keen in bringing him there to Manchester City, whereas Zidane at Madrid has to do some work. Um, in fact, the, the people I was talking to about the deal are saying that if Zidane doesn't manage to get direct contact and persuade Mbappe that he will be as important 
to his plans for the coming season at Madrid as Guardiola's um, set out for Mbappe at Manchester City, then Madrid could fall out of first place and Manchester City take the lead in the negotiations. So that's quite a job because, you know, as a, as a, a that front line's a bit crowded at Real Madrid, obviously, there's some big names. Um, to fit him into that lineup, uh, how, where, do you, where do you see him playing in Real Madrid and would, who, who's most likely to, to pay the price of his arrival? Yeah, I think, I think the way to look at it is that there's probably not a manager in football who is keener on having young talents and making them central to his side than Pep Guardiola. He, doesn't, he actually doesn't like and is adverse to experienced players because he finds them harder um, to coach, harder to get to buy into his complicated ideas. Um, so for him, it's an easy sell. You know, you come, you come to Manchester City. I'm, as we can see, he's tearing that lineup up, completely up, and and rebuilding almost from scratch. So Mbappe becomes the main man. So that's the proposal that's an offer there. At Real Madrid, there's no chance of that. You know, the main man's Cristiano Ronaldo. He will continue to be the main man for some years to come. So Mbappe's calculation's got to be. What? How much game time do I get there? Um, and how important am I in a lineup where they also have Karim Benzema as centre forward? Um, Gareth Bale is still there. Okay, they sold Alvaro Morata, so there's there is room in the squad. Um, and there's the possibility that Benzema might be sold this summer, but it's it's a, they're two very different proposals. You know, you're going in. As a, as a young talent, albeit the most expensive in the world, um, to Real Madrid, or you go in as a central component of the team, team to be built around you at Manchester City. And then there's uh, PSG, obviously. Now, you know, we've, we've uh, been speaking about this for a few weeks now, but the, you know, the, the big headline recently was that they seem to have sealed the... Uh, the deal to get Neymar to, to join them, um, but you know that was for a lot of money, and surely they can't be signing both. So does this uh, give us some sort of indication that the Neymar deal might not go through after all? Yeah, absolutely. You you can't see PSG signing both. In fact, um, my information and what they've been telling people they've been negotiating with on transfers this summer is that they've got a net budget of 200 million euros to work with. Um, so that would all go on Neymar, on the Neymar deal, and then they would have to raise cash from sales for the additional purchase they want to make. So Neymar, 220 million for the release clause, and Mbappe, 180 million just doesn't work. So... The information is that it's a contingency deal for them. Obviously, you know they're they're in third place in the in the negotiations anyway. But it's back up if they can't get Neymar to go through. Neymar, they are incredibly well advanced on with the player. They had an agreement, explicit agreement from the player for um, some time now that he would join them. Um, they are prepared to make him the best paid player in football on the same terms as Lionel Messi is at Barcelona. They're prepared to, it's um, 
you know, similar to Mbappe, probably even more so, and they want to make him, they're selling to him the idea that this will be the platform for him to be the leader of a team designed to win the Champions League, which is what Neymar wants. He wants to establish himself as the best player in football, and he, people around him do not think he can do that at Barcelona while Lionel Messi, well, Messi's still there, and while Suarez is there. Um, PSG have said all along that they would pay the release clause, um, which you know Neymar, in discussions with a number of clubs, including Manchester City and Manchester United, had made it clear that he only thought he could get out of Barcelona if that release clause was paid in full. Um, PSG have, have said, we will do that, we can get the money to do that, and we're prepared to do that. But they've allowed an element of doubt to come in by not triggering the clause before Neymar returned um, to pre-season training with Barcelona. And what you've seen happen in the past week is the squad of players at Barcelona doing their utmost to try and persuade him not to leave. Um, while the club also have, keep saying they won't let him go, they don't want him to go, that the deal's impossible, um, and are making their own efforts to persuade him to stay. So it's, it's in flux, which obviously explains why PSG are looking at alternatives for that position. Mbappe, Alexis Sanchez. Um, but the information I've just just before this call actually from Barcelona is that it still looks as though Neymar is going to go to PSG. Barcelona still feel that they are likely to lose him to PSG. See what happens. But um, you know, you've got it, it. Really, is an incredible summer where you've got two transfers of this magnitude um, simultaneously being seriously discussed by four clubs. Yeah, it's interesting. You know, it's there's some fantastic figures being bandied around, um, and and it's interesting that two of the clubs that are central to almost every deal are uh, PSG and, and Man City, who are obviously um, both uh, the two clubs who are under strife uh, from uh, FFP. Um, it doesn't seem like financial fair play is uh, is much of an issue anymore. Yeah, I, I agree, and um, it's, it's exactly that. It's the two highest profile targets of UEFA when they um, implemented financial fair play um, for the first time in 2014 were Manchester City and Paris Saint-Germain, and they're the two clubs who are... Manchester City have already broken all records for transfer fee spend in a single window. I mean, they're already over... Committed to over 230 million pounds of signings, and they're not finished yet. You know, they're committed to 230 million pounds, and they're in discussions over a 180 million euro transfer for a, an 18-year-old forward. Um, the Manchester City have expanded their revenues significantly since 2014. Um, Paris Saint-Germain, all I can say is that they. When questions were asked of them by people in the negotiations over the Neymar deal of how they could afford, whether they could afford to do it on a financial fair play basis, they said they, they have a solution in play and it wasn't an issue for them. So both of those clubs are operating in a way that suggests that financial fair play is not, is not a big consideration at all to them anymore. Yeah, it's interesting. Um 
you know, we're talking about these massive deals, um, you know, some of the best players in the world, or the most promising players in the world. But Manchester United seem to be a little bit out of the loop on this one. Is there, um, can we read anything into that? I think, you know, Manchester United on a, are operating in a different economic model. You've got, you know, Paris Saint-Germain are a Qatar political project. You know, it's part of having a foothold in Europe. It's part of a Arab monarchy that needs to have a PR value and a status in the game, which is involved in doing things like being the first um, of Barcelona and turning them into a team that will try and win the Champions League and as many people would, would put it, buying a World Cup. So it's not about making a profit there. It's about spending your money in football for other reasons. So if they feel that they can, that financial fair play, for example, is not relevant to them anymore, then they will ignore it and they will go ahead with the project, which is to try and win the Champions League. And, and that means spending as much money as they can, and they certainly have the cash. Um, Manchester City is a slightly different case. Um, it's essentially a PR project. It's, um, Abu Dhabi bought it to, as a way of selling the Abu Dhabi brand into, into the global community. Um, but again, it's not been run on the basis of we have to turn a profit each season or we have to make... Uh, revenues match expenditure. They, they can afford to do it on a longer term scale. So if they again feel that the, the taps have been open from UEFA's perspective and they're allowed to spend heavily on players, then they'll do it as they are doing now. Manchester United are an economic project and the Glazers don't own Manchester United because they like football. They own it to make money. They were very clever at the time that they bought the club. It's appreciated massively in value since then. They take tens of millions of pounds a year out of it in dividends. Yes, they've spent heavily on transfers, um, heavily on player contracts, heavily on recruiting managers in recent years, but there's a limit to how much they'll spend. And it seems that something like a deal for Kylian Mbappe, which is a player they've looked at, or a deal for Neymar, which is a, a player, again, that they were extensively involved uh, examining whether they could sign him or not. When those deals are priced at 180 million euros for the transfer fee alone or 220 million euros for the, for, to pay the release clause alone, that's beyond the, what the amount of money the Glazers are prepared to sanction for these deals. So they, bizarrely, because they are, in football money league terms, the richest club in the world, They've been priced out of these deals this summer. Well, um, I'm not sure how we're going to see this one end. Um, from my viewpoint, which is not uh, exactly clear, <laughs> you, you sort of expect them to end up at um, the Bernabeu, but um, I suppose um, you know City have got a, a big appeal. How do you see it going? Well, look, I'll, I can only go on the information I've got from the people I'm talking to about these deals and it was very much that Madrid are 
the leading club in negotiations at the moment, but they could allow that to stop because there were two other clubs prepared to meet the £180 million price. So, Madrid favourites, Manchester City second place, and PSG probably unlikely is, is how it stands at the moment. But, you know, when you're talking about these sums of money, you're talking about these deals, and you've also got the players' decision coming on top of the selling club's decision, they can't change. You know, they, I think... Um, yeah, and I don't, that's, people are fascinated by the transfer market. It's something that garners a, a huge amount of interest from from football fans all through the summer, in fact, all through the year these days. And it's a, it's a very fluid thing to report on. You know, you're, these are business deals. You're talking about you get information on negotiations as they stand, and they can change because that, that's the nature of the beast. Well, you've done a great job, mate. So um, thanks uh, for... Joining us on the, the Transfer Window podcast, and thanks to everyone for listening. You can uh, listen to us on Audioboom, or you can get us on iTunes, um, or you'll find us on uh, various social media accounts. Um, we'll try and bring you as many updates uh, with the stories behind the headlines on uh, the rest of the Transfer Window as it develops. Thanks very much. <laughs>